Thank you everyone who listened to the first episode of my podcast, No Justice, No Peace, The Broken System Story of Exo Alex, by his mother, me, Sarah Nazorik. Thank you for listening to episode two, which is a continuation of episode one. I appreciate all of you that have been here for me and supported me and to the new ones that are now hearing his story. God bless you. This was the third song my son showed me two days before he passed. Take a dub, take a loss, jump all up like Rick Ross. See the dummies in my teeth, and I think I forgot to floss. Want the sauce, here's the sauce. Keep on stacking all these dubs. I seen you take that loss, keep playing like you scrubs. You think capping about that beef, come and play around these streets. Caught you like it, little boy, take this heat. Now we see you deceased. God, I'm a demon, bitch. God, play with grief. That bitch, yeah, hope she just wanna suck my deep. Took that whip and roll, yeah, this is a Mercedes speed. Now she wanna talk to me, now she all on me. I'm stacking cheese, stacking all this fucking green Got that guala, biggest guala they ever fucking seen Hold up, chill, hold up, chill, I just popped a pill Hold up, chill, hold up, chill, what's this fucking deal? I just keep it real, never talk behind someone's back I don't like to speak about shit, cause these niggas just be capped I just hit the biggest lick of my life This nigga trying to roll up on me with another knife I was just cool, yeah, I kept it really cool I grabbed my knife next to me, yeah, I showed him what that knife was I put him in his bag. Two, two, three, we'll show you how that shit is not just cat. Don't you fuck my big bro, yeah, uh, never again, yeah, uh, fuck your friends, yeah. I just got a new Mercedes fucking Benz. I just whipping that down the street. I love stealing cars, popping bars, doing Molly, everything that gets my body feeling right, yeah. It got my body feeling right, I just died 12 times, came back from the dead, now I need some ice. Take a dub, take a loss, whipped up all up like Rick Ross. See the diamonds in my teeth, and I think I forgot the floss. Want the sauce, here's the sauce, keep on stacking all these dubs. I seen you take that loss, keep playing like you scrubs. You think capping about that beef, come and play around these streets. Caught you lacking, little boy, take this heat, now we see you deceased. That day, when he showed me the song, is one of the last memories that I forever cherish in my memory every day. It was a few days before he passed away, and we were in the car. I had just picked him up from school. And he was so excited. He said, Mom, I think this is it. And I said, What do you mean? What's it? And he said, my song, you should hear it. He said, I did a sick beat and I even put a rhyme about Rick Ross and it sounds so cool. I talk about the floss and the sauce and God, he just was so smart. And I asked him, you know, after I heard the song, I said, son, is this like a true story that you're singing about? And he's like, no, mom, it's just rapping. This is what kids rap about. Like, why do you got to think it's a real story? And I'm like, I'm just asking because a few things just sounded um, familiar. And, you know, from what he had went through a few months before that, if any of you know me, then 
you know what I'm talking about, which will be on the next episode. So we're a year and seven months later. And you find out things. And the song, it just breaks my heart. Because everything that Alex sang about, he was trying to share something. And if you know my son and you know what he was going through, he expressed himself on the microphone. He was my little white version or half white half Spanish as Alex would say because people were really mean to him and would call him white trash at school and you know there was a lot of racial profiling but he loved Tupac and since he was little I would always talk about Tupac you know when he was about 11 years old I gave him a journal for his birthday and he started writing in it And as I was going through some of his things a few months ago, I found a whole book of poetry that he wants me to publish. So that's the next thing that I'm also working on right now. It's a book of poetry, and he even left a name of what he wanted to call it and everything. And he just inspired me so much. He made me the person I am today. And since he passed away, I have lost my identity, which I am regaining and finding my new identity in my grief. I am still his mother. I will never stop being his mother. He will always be my son. I will always advocate for him. And that's why doing work with KeepNMAlive.com, where you will see Alex's story and other parents' stories about their losses of their loved ones to fentanyl poisoning. As I said in my first episode, I was silenced for the first year. It was such a stigma. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Or had I given up? That's what everybody wanted me to do. Everyone wanted me to give up. They wanted to let his soul rest. They didn't want me looking into anything. They didn't want me looking into his phone. You know, I had hundreds of kids reaching out to me, trying to get information, asking me, as I said, if he was murdered, like what happened to him? Did he get stabbed? Did he get shot? Just all these questions. And I'm barely understanding what happened A year and a half later, throughout everything that I have seen, life went downhill. 
after the day that somebody broke into our house, stole items and damaged my whole home. Me and Alex were about to buy a new house. My lease was almost up on my townhouse. They damaged everything. They said next time that they would shoot. When we got home, somebody was watching and had even stolen my car. I am still going through financial turmoil of 2021, June 21st, 2021. Alex was so scared that day. I won't ever forget that day. But even though he was scared, I could tell in his eyes he was scared. He was there for his mom. He ran after the person that stole my car. He tried to get it, and they jumped out in the intersection and took off running. The detectives put us in a vehicle, and we went for a drive with them and talked to them about what could this possibly be. Why would anybody target my home and my car and then say next time that they were going to shoot? We were advised to move. It was a really scary situation. I was terrified. And even though I was terrified, Alex was so strong. He said, Mom, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. I'm going to help you. I'm going to get a job. I'm 16 now. And COVID had just ended and I didn't want him working. There was no reason he needed to work and worry about money. I just wanted him to finally be a child and a teenager. He grew up worrying so much from ages 5 years old till 10. The least I could do as a mother is give him a chance to be a child and a teenager and not worry about money. His heart was so heavy. I still wonder to this day, and I've tried asking you know, all of his friends' questions and everything as to who was there that day? Who was the other kid that was there that day? Why did they do this to our home? Why did they want my son dead? Why did they take my car? Why did they traumatize us? It's a not fair world that we live in, as you know. And as far as the system, we need better help for victims in our system too, I feel. Because my car got stolen, 
And because it was left at the intersection and the wires were clipped, and my son had to break the back window to be able to open the door for me, I couldn't believe he did that. He wanted to make sure that I didn't get hurt and I could get inside my car before they put it on the tow truck to get the items that we needed. Me and Alex had finally came to a place of peace and moved to a whole nother location, got away from his father, experienced a few years of peace, and then somebody came into our home and destroyed it. So when your car gets stolen, your insurance rate goes up. You have to pay a deductible to get your damaged vehicle out of the shop. I'm sure a lot of people in New Mexico know that this is the process and my heart goes out to you because it's awful. Then, because of the damages and if you're renting a townhome at the time and you're trying to rent an apartment for you and your child, well... You have damages from somebody that broke into your home and caused all these damages and expenses. But I'm sorry, Miss Nazarek, we can't rent an apartment to you until you pay them the $2,000. All my credit cards were taken. The cash on hand that I had left was taken. Everything, I mean, they're all material items. But to do something like that, to continue to victimize people, our community needs to stand together. We need to come together. We need to help others. And this was a domino effect. And my son would later die eight months later. I was terrified. I was so glad that nothing happened to him and he didn't get hurt. But my biggest fear was that he would trust the wrong people. And that something would happen to him after that day. It was so scary. My chick got up out of her own will. That was her decision. I'm sorry that she likes to defend me. My bad. I don't ask her to. That's just like what she does. Like, well, for real, if you had a problem, you could have, like, for real, came up. And we wasn't right there. We was literally a across the restaurant. My you could, if you had a problem, you saw me right there. You clearly had a problem. I like, quote unquote snitch or whatever. You could easily came up. I don't know why you act like a have me. I don't give two about your little beef. I don't got a problem to start. If you want to run, run up on me, then I'll start. Come on. I heard this recording about three months after Alex passed away when I started going through his phone. And. There were probably a few times that I seen my son this upset. And for him to sound this upset, 
something had to happen that night. The next morning, he came home so scared. He was at the Applebee's on Coors and I-40 with this girl who it later, a few days later, laced him, remove items off of his body, and not call 911 for help. It breaks my heart because the situation that happened a few years ago at the school when he was given what was said as Xanax, but like I said in the first episode, nothing would come up in his system. I don't know what it was. So that's what he was talking about when he says snitching in that recording. He wasn't the one that snitched to the school. You know, in this society today, these juveniles are killing each other. There's so much gun violence going on left and right. And kids are getting killed over stupid shit. Excuse my language. And adults. And then now this poison, too? To watch somebody suffer? And to know that if they even had a milliliter of fentanyl laced in their weed or wax or anything, it would instantly kill them. That's what he was advised, and everybody knew this. That if he was ever laced again, he would die. What kind of people coerce a child to go eat pizza and have this good time this evening for a few hours? And what happened? He came home in a body bag. I don't understand. If this was my child or anybody else's child and they couldn't breathe or something was going on and you clearly see that they're dying, why do you wait till they're dead and blue and stiff? And if you read articles about homicidal asphyxia and everything, let me tell you, it is not okay. So if there is anybody out here struggling with an addiction to fentanyl, or you're that person that gives people things laced with fentanyl, please let them know. Because they have families it's not just them that dies. Their families die. Everyone around them dies. We're here physically going through the motions of life. Do you know how hard it is to keep a smile when I try to go into the world? 
But I do. I do it for him. At first, I had a very hard time going into the world. I didn't know who I could trust, which is why I called this episode Trust Issues. I still don't know who I can trust. When you're grieving and you're at your lowest point of your life, people will take advantage of you at your weakest. My son, he was different. He had a heart of gold. He never betrayed me. He didn't steal from me. He brought me joy and happiness and white hairs, which I am now getting. And I laugh when I say that because if you guys know Alex, he always had me on my toes. I did everything I could as a mother. I had a tracker on his phone. And then, of course, you know, if he wanted to rebel, he would turn his location off and then I'd have to take his phone away. You know, you do so many things as a good parent to try to help your child. And then there's parents out there that don't care about their children, don't want to help their children. They may even be battling with their own addictions that they need help with. We need a better future for our youth here. It breaks my heart when I learn that there are so many poisonings and so many lives lost. It could take just a little bit. It could be laced. It's not even worth to experiment with anything. And this is why I love talking to our youth. It's something that has helped my healing process in these last few months. Instead of secluding myself and isolating myself and not talking to anybody like the world wants me to do and suffer in my grief, or I should say some people in the world, I got out. I started advocating. I don't want all these parents to feel the kind of pain that I have felt physically, mentally, emotionally. It takes a toll on your body from head to toe. It takes a toll on your family. It takes a toll if you're in a relationship. It takes a toll on everyone. I just wish that they would have called 911 sooner. I wish that they would have helped Alex. And for some reason, they didn't want to help. I just don't understand. But as I continue to get out and advocate and help our youth and stop this poison, you know, and letting other parents and families know that this could happen to anybody. 
I never thought I would lose my child, especially to fentanyl poisoning. After all the education, after everything my son saw up until the age of almost 10 years old, he continuously told me he would never try anything. But until the first time that he smoked fentanyl when it was introduced to him by his own father, he took an interest in trying things. And that opens playing Russian roulette with your life. And life is precious. And through grief, you learn how to value it even more. How to value those ones around you that you still have. I felt so blinded. I was such in a deep fog. And then one day you wake up and the shock starts to wear off. You realize that your child's never physically coming back again. People will abandon you. You know, your best friends, your girls, everybody that you thought was there for you. They'll hurt you at your weakest. It's hard. You just don't know what to do anymore. Who to trust. And if it's your only child, you adjust to a new life. Alex would have just graduated in May. And I just don't understand, you know, why his high school didn't do anything special in his remembrance. Even say his name. Something to talk to the youth and educate them that this could happen. I heard so many different stories from the hundreds of messages that I got from different children to the point where I was questioning where they were hearing these stories from and then the school told them to stop talking to me. You know, they just acted like my child was a dead bird on the side of the street and he didn't matter. But he mattered to me, his mother. He mattered to his family. He mattered to his real friends who helped him, who saved him. In the first episode, I talked about my son almost dying a few months before he passed away. You know that when he woke up in the ICU, he didn't know what happened. We almost lost him. When I got home from work at 3.30 p.m. that day and my sister called me a few minutes before she had got home, she thought Alex was dead. I went through his phone while he was unconscious in the ICU that week. I learned that his supposed friend that he had met working at the McDonald's was hanging around with him and I guess 
you know, snuck in to his grandma's house that morning. And when I found my son almost dead, and for the first time in my life, I used what is called Narcan. As I was on the phone with 911, and the ambulance and the EMTs were on their way to save his life, they were telling me what to do to save my baby. When the police got there and I showed them the messages in his phone and I showed them the pill and what was left, it was a pill that looked like an oxycodone pill that he was offered by his friend that left him to die. And it was laced with fentanyl. It put my son in the ICU. For a few weeks, he almost died. And instead of him helping him, he got a free iPhone out of it. I had an extra iPhone XR. Me and Alex had just upgraded to new phones. And he took this phone. When my son was in the hospital and I determined everything that had really happened that day and that he had just left him there. Yeah, I didn't understand that day as to why he just left my son and what happened and why would anybody leave someone to die and then take items. In the last few months of Alex's life, it seemed that he was surrounded by people that used him for the items he had. Because if you saw my son, he was better styled and dressed than I was. I took great care of my baby. I worked hard for everything I got him. And for people... To not help him at his weakest and to lace him and just leave him there to die. Thank God he didn't die that day. So please, kids, if you are experimenting with anything, if you really want to experiment with something, and your friend starts to die, help them. Call 911. Use Narcan. There is help. You are not alone. We have to help our friends, not leave them, not take advantage of them for their money or whatever they have. That is not real friends. Alex had a heart of gold, and he tended to trust the wrong people. And it worried me, because I tend to do that too. It's hard to trust people in this world. You don't know who's with you, you don't know who's standing for you, and you don't know who's against you. But what I do know is that my son is with me every day and I walk strong
am proud for him. And I will continue to fight for justice and spread awareness to stop this poison from taking our children. It's not okay. If you see something, say something. If you have a friend that needs your help, help them. Don't use them. Don't take advantage of them. Because I could tell you, if that was my son that day, and he would have tried a drug with his friend, and his friend ended up on the floor dying like that, he would have helped him. He would have called 911. He wouldn't have left him for dead. Alex was unconscious for four hours. The doctor said had we showed up 15 minutes later, he would have died that day. Two weeks before that, the same friend brought my son home in the back seat and said that my son was dead. And he was spending the night, I thought, at his grandmother's house that night. Because me and him were between two homes at the time because, you know, we lost our home. We got robbed by these thugs and thieves. So when my mom called me and I woke up to a call at 1 a.m. And I had to be in to work at 7 a.m. for my first day of training in a big milestone in my career. What did I do? I went to the hospital. I was there with my son. He almost died. My mom was doing CPR on him in the middle of the street and this kid refused to let the cops search his vehicle or anything. I'm very grateful that he brought him to my mom's that night. That was the second time he was laced, which was just seven months after he almost died the first time when actual fentanyl was smoked with him by his own father. And then two weeks later, it put him in the ICU. That same friend ended up hanging around with him and left him to die and took his phone and everything like I don't understand what's going on. When I was in high school, friends were not like this. Times were not like this. We need to help our friends. We need to care about each other. We need to care about our youth. We need to stand together as a community and a nation to make it a better place for our future too. They really need us right now. And as for now, on that note, I am going on to my next project that you will be seeing here in a few weeks. I look forward to sharing everything with you guys on my next episode. Thank you for listening, and God bless. This was the first song that Alex ever showed me, named after one of his favorite movies 
Pennywise. I'm a Pennywise, yeah, keep two knives on me, yeah, in disguise. I'm a creep through the night, down to the key, so I move out of sight. I'm a Pennywise, yeah, keep two knives on me, yeah, in disguise. I'm a creep through the night, down to the key, so I move out of sight. Once again, God bless you all, and if you or anybody that you know has lost somebody to fentanyl poisoning, a child, an adult, and, you know, would like to be featured on this podcast, please get in touch with the information on the episode and also on the information about the show. There's an email address as well. Thank you and God bless you all for listening to my second episode of the broken system story of my son, Exo Alex, also known to me as my baby boy Alex. Thank you.